you don't have to be an expert in any of this stuff. All you got to do is be fine-tuned into that person or that relationship or whatever to say, hey, something might be off here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tinker Talks. This is your audio format podcast that talks about happenings behind the fence line of Tinker Air Force Base. I'm your host, Mark Hybers, and today we are here to talk about a very important topic uh, that affects all of us across our, our military and all services, uh, and something that we obviously want to want to highlight uh, a lot as much as we can, and that is Suicide Awareness Prevention Month. And with me today, we do have uh, two members of our of our community here. We have Chris DeFries, who is the Community Health Coordinator. I think that's right. And then Tech Sergeant Dominique Adams. And I said that correctly, didn't that's I? Correct. Okay, awesome. And you are the NCOIC of Combat Arms. Carmen Arms, okay. You have a great deep voice, too. You, you should do this job for me. <laughs> that resonates well. So uh, thank you both for taking time out of your day to, to come in here and have this important discussion. Uh, so first off, uh, if we could, just give our listeners a quick background on, on who you are and uh, what got you to this point. And Chris, we'll go ahead and start with you. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. First, thank you so much for hosting this podcast and allowing us the opportunity to share this very important information with your listeners. Um, I'm a, a previous military active duty retired guy, and uh, I served 15 years, the last 15 years, in many different um, civilian workforce assignments with several in DOD here on Tinker. Um, when I was in the military, I served as the NCUIC, non-commissioned officer in charge of preventive medicine, which included being a community health coordinator um, for a large military and civilian workforce, which has prepared me for the duties I do right now, which I... You know, my title now is um, Violence Prevention Integration, which wow. um, is a mouthful, but pretty much what that means is is that we help coordinate and collaborate with the helping agencies on different, um, on the installation to make sure that any um, airman, soldier, leader that has an issue, they, they come through us to make sure that we can help facilitate that meeting. Mm -hmm. um, I just started this job back in July, so I'm almost two months old here. And I've really, really enjoyed um, working with our community. And I've, I love the fact that we're doing this podcast, and I really appreciate the efforts that are going into that. Awesome. And Tech Sergeant? It's an honor to be here today, uh, especially on this subject. Uh, I've been in the last 13 years in the United States Air Force. I work over at the 76, 72nd Security Forces Squadron, while I work as the Combat Arms NCIC. I've been working doing weapons training for like the last nine years and such like that, being in the military. Um, you see a lot of stressors and things, you know, so this is a very big, important topic to me. And um, to get to, to the listeners and let them know, like, things that we can prevent, such things like this, and with the weapon safety and make sure to take care of our people as we should. Right. And I think I'm, I'm kind of glad. I, mean, I know Chris had mentioned in bringing you in on this mm -hmm. as an important part of the topic. Um, and I, I, I think maybe a lot of people just don't really connect the dots of, of the importance of weapon safety into this particular topic. So I'm, I'm glad that you're here and, and glad you get to represent that side, especially in security forces. I mean, you guys, you guys deploy a lot, you know, you have a, an incredible large responsibility. And so your stressors may be a little bit uh, higher than some of the rest of us. Like I'm just a guy that, that talks on a podcast and, and works in public affairs. So maybe my stressors aren't quite to that level. So you're going to bring some good stuff to this conversation. Um, so, Chris, can you tell us uh, real quickly uh, what Suicide Prevention Awareness Month is? Absolutely. Um, Suicide Prevention Month is in September every year, which is a time that we highlight the awareness of the unfortunate potential for people to take their own lives. 
um, but also as a reminder that no one is ever alone. Um, Suicide Prevention Month and throughout the entire year is when we place emphasis on the fact that wingmen take care of wingmen mm -hmm. and that no airman or guardian is ever alone in their daily struggles. Um, one of the many goals we strive for while actively engaging in suicide prevention is to focus our collective efforts to reduce risk factors that increase risk or likelihood of suicide and focus on increasing the knowledge, education of the concept of resilience or overcoming adversity with a positive mindset. And with all that said, when, when we were talking about, you know, what that means, what is a risk factor? Right. You know, we're dealing with these, these soldiers and airmen. If you think about it right now, the financial stress that's out there mm -hmm. with the economy. Um, you know, some things are 30 to 50% higher. Just going to the, to the gas station is a challenge at the moment. Right. Um, relationship stress. You know, we've been through a pandemic. I know when I was um, working here on Tinker, um, I, I was in my office and they said, hey, you're going home. It's March 19th. This is, I think, 2020. You're going home for telework for a little while. Two and a half years later, I was still sitting in my, <laughs> in my, at my house. Right. And I'm an extroverted extrovert. I love people. I love, the, I get energy from people and I love being with people. Being by myself at my house with my wife was a challenge for me. And I didn't even realize it was a challenge for me until I realized it was a challenge for me. Right. Just to be, I, it's almost like unplugging yourself from an electrical socket and not realizing it. Mm -hmm. So that was, for me, it might not be, you know, some people love to be, you know, remotely working. That's their dream. And I thought it was my dream too, to be honest with you. But then I found out it quickly that it wasn't my personal dream to do that. Right. I, you know, I love, I love coming to work and I love being with people. Um, legal problems. Some people have legal problems that can bring that stress. Um, that negative lack or of social interaction that we were just talking about through the pandemic. These are things, um, a recent loss of a friend or a loved one, um, transitions in life. When you go through retirement, you think you have all these plans and then all of a sudden you're home and you didn't really plan for your retirement. Right. So all these things that we don't really necessarily think about can be those risk factors that I think as a person that's right next to you can maybe help with and identify with. Well, I, I think you bring up a, a good point because I think the pandemic has really uncovered mm -hmm. a lot of things that we didn't really realize. And one of the biggest ones was that people actually really like people, people. right? right. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you think they're all onto their phones. The biggest thing, you need the human connection. Right. Like right. I said, to be able to talk to people and, and such things like that. Yeah. A lot of people think like they may be introverts and things like that, but you have to be able out there to be able to express yourself and be able to talk to people and get stuff off your chest because then you hold things in. Right. Trust me, that's where and problems start to occur. So. I think since the smartphone evolution came, True. you know, everybody thought, well, everybody's just looking down all the time. They're into their phone. They don't like people. Well, yeah. as it turns out, maybe that's really not so true. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in that idle time sitting around, which then also leads to, you know, there's been a lot of excessive drinking and mm -hmm. alcohol abuse, and True. it all compounds itself and, and not in a very good, positive way. Um, and I do know that the, the Air Force has a lot of different positions that have been created over the last several years that they're all working in unison to help tackle and uh, make sure that the wingman concept, you know, we're all looking out and they're doing a very good job of it in, in my opinion. Um, so Chris, are there signs people should look for uh, that would indicate somebody is in need of help? Absolutely. Um, you know, perhaps uh, you might notice a friend or a coworker or a relative is no longer participating in activities they once enjoyed. Like fishing, for example. People used to go fishing or they collected this or they like to go to the movies, they like to go dancing, they like to listen to music, and they're not doing that anymore. Um, 
participating in activities they want to join or have isolated themselves from family, friends, or communicating less than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice them being less productive at school or work. As a friend, coworker, or relative or loved one, you might be close enough to that individual just to see something, say something. You know, there's because we don't I don't know, like when we're having these casual conversations, I might not pick up those little nuances that you might realize from working with Mark every day or working with Texar and Adams every day that, hey, this is not not within the norm of how this person usually functions. So those are some quick things Um, to notice warning signs that someone that needs assistance from stress right now. We're dealing with stress, anxiety, sadness, loneliness in this situation. If you realize that. Um, you need to get this person to a helping agency, and that could be life-saving on, on your part. So in other words, you don't have to be an expert in any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is be fine-tuned into that person or that relationship or whatever to say, hey, something might be off here. Mm-hmm. I need to let somebody know or even have the conversation with the person if you feel comfortable doing that and say, hey, listen, are you, are you all right? Anything going on? Anything? Because a lot of times we'll walk by somebody and say, how you're doing? And we keep on walking. We really didn't want to know how they were doing. Right. I actually had somebody stop me one time and say, um, do you really want to know? And then I asked myself, <laughs> do I really want to know? And the fact is, I really did want to know, but I was already, already three miles away when I asked him that, right. mentally. So I stopped and I asked him, I said, um, yeah, how are you? He said, well, my mother just passed away. And then the whole conversation changed, and I realized at that particular moment that I had, been, I had known this individual for a while, and I had built up a relationship where they felt comfortable sharing something like that with me in the hallway that I had built up over time that now they were, they were honoring me, if you, if you think about it, with sharing that interpersonal information that I, I had to stop and take the time to really Say, oh man, how's that going? What can I do for you? Kind of thing. Made all the difference in the world, and it and it it wasn't consciously done. Right? How you doing? <clears throat> and I, I really didn't want to answer. I didn't really want to talk to that individual. It was I was moving so fast through warp speed. If you're a Star Trek or Star, you know, Star Trek fan, that I wasn't. It was just a thing that you say or do. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard the response and the tone, I stopped dead in my tracks, and I stood there for 15 minutes talking to that individual. And it was one of the best conversations I've ever had. Well, and that's good. It's important because I think a lot of people just do that. Like you said, it's it's just one of the things you say. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? And then you just move on. But uh, And the other term you used, uh, are you okay? You know, like Chief Sipos had that post up on Facebook recently. And that was a, it's a powerful, very short little, little question. That and I you saw that. Ask. And that, is, that was awesome. And, and just to come from, you know, we have so many, and we're going to talk about it. We have so many great leaders that we're surrounded with every day, whether it's an officer, whether it's a senior enlisted, whether it's an enlisted person, whether it's a civilian, mm-hmm. there's so much knowledge and background and people that care. And when they reach out, and I, when I saw that, I got goosebumps. I, when, I, when I just saw the picture of him saying that, it was just, it hit me kind of weird. I don't know why, but it just did. Right. And I just thought it was very powerful with very few words. Yeah. Kind of thing. We're pretty fortunate. We are surrounded with a, a pretty dialed in group of leaders. That's a, it's a big benefit for us. And that all goes, you know, all this stuff goes into just mental mental health and resilience. And like Tech Sergeant Adams, you you know, you guys, it's being mentally sharp is very critical for you guys. And it's critical for everybody. But like the other day, what happened at the front gate, you know, sure. I mean, your, your defenders are just out there 
on guard duty at the gate and then all of a sudden you know 60 state troopers and and patrolmen are chasing a guy that comes off the highway and and he's got an assault rifle hanging out i mean that you know if these people aren't aren't mentally sharp and and they're like who knows what could have happened in that instance you know yeah it goes into like you said being a leader and knowing your people is very key and basically just saying like each of the days me being a leader a mentor going out i gotta know what's your stress at the end of the day anything we all live in this thing we call life so you're gonna run through things that may gonna bring you down we're gonna go through our ups and downs and our flows but the biggest thing is like being enough for people that's the biggest thing we gotta learn that taking care of people and that's my job i feel I gotta take care of people. Right. It's not about me promoting to the next rank. Mm-hmm. My thing is, it's being a leader is making sure that you're taking care of it at the end of the day. The mission's gonna get done. Right. But I gotta make sure that you're good. If I if you're not good, guess what? The mission ain't gonna be able to get done. So I gotta make sure that you're taking care of. That's good. At the end of the day. That's good, especially because you, you're now at you're at that rank mm-hmm. where you're about to transition over where that's that's gonna be like your your mainstay in life yes, at sir. that point. So good. It's, you're already there. Yes, you're already sir. getting ahead of the game. Um, so what tools are available to assist untrained people, like somebody like me? What, are there tools out there that... Wow, that's a great question. Um, we have so many willing and able helping agencies and wonderful leaders who are always ready to assist. You find the right individual organization um, you need to assist yourself or, or somebody that you're concerned about. Um, some of the things off the top of my head, um, you get the military one source, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we deal with Trey all the time. He's the one that, that kind of coordinates that. You've got the med group right here, health services, um, EAP, which is the employee assistance program. They've got some fantastic, um, you know, financial help, counseling help. Um, you know, if you're just dealing with struggles, they, they will help you through that. Um, and I know the first six visits with them is free. And mm-hmm. then, you know, for that particular issue, and then if you have another issue, you can get another six visits. So um, there's a, the suicide crisis hotline just went from a 1-800 number as of mid-July to a very simple, simplistic number of 988. Um, we had to use that number the other day to help somebody on the on the base. They were very responsive, um, very um, non-judgmental, and very, very helpful. So if you have somebody that's in a crisis or you're in a crisis yourself, pick up the phone, call 988. You don't need any special background for that. Right. Um, your chain of command, we were talking about um, uh, Command Chief Sipos earlier, leaders in your community, um, the Violence Prevention Integration Specialist, me. Right. Um, my phone number is 405-582-9848. And if we only have 20 minutes to do this podcast, but if somebody wants to reach out and talk to me, not only do I have this list, I've got other extensive lists on the helping agencies that are on and off base that are willing to help anybody that's in a, in a situation. Right, and there's also a, there's a a feature that we put on our mobile app, the Air Force, Force Connect, Connect app, yes, uh, which is under the leadership. Yes, uh, sir. There's there's a lot of information and resources in there now too, which is uh, great because that's I mean everybody's always got their phone with them somewhere. You just tap that button and uh, you download you can, that app. It's free, and then it's got all those different yeah. um, little I don't know what you call them oh. on the little. They're, they're called features. That's what okay. that's what they call them. They're like icons or mm-hmm. yeah. like little yes, and yeah. it's it's very easy to use, very friendly <clears> and. That would help you as well, right then and there. So. Yes, and if you, if you need to get like to the phone numbers and the the helping agency is a one source, and that's that's all on there as well. Um, so now let's let's get into your area of expertise, and and we'll to have you guys have this discussion. But why is gun safety important to prevention? The biggest thing I say with gun safety, if you see across America right now, we have an issue with gun control, and it's mm-hmm. the biggest thing here. But I tell you right now. 
But especially with suicide, the biggest thing, if you see somebody that's going through stresses, you need to talk to them and take that tool that you see away from them. Right. Because like, they maybe need to get to those places that Mr. DeFree stated and get them the help that they need at that time period because at that time you're giving them an option that they don't need. Mm-hmm. So we basically need to get that weapon system away from you and get you the help that you need that time period and get you back up to status and make sure that you're good at the end of the day. So that's one of the biggest things I noticed about with special websites because you had that time period of like, I can use this web system and hurt my harm myself. And right. we're not, we don't want that. We want to make sure that you're taking care of it, being able to talk to you and get you where you need and get you back on your feet and get you in the right direction. So safety is important across the board. And sometimes yeah, you guys give away gun locks. Right. Um, which is, I mean, there's no excuses, right? And you can get them for free. Hopefully, like I've got some in my office right now. People can stop by and pick them up for free. And then I think next month, October or November, I'm supposed to be getting a 1,000 more. Wow. So we're going to make those available. And um, it's so important, um, I think, that we've got a military person in here that gives us that military perspective. I think... Um, Sorry, Adams was dead on. We we have a we have a, a concept that we're it's called um, time based prevention. Right. And time based prevention is a concept <clears throat> of okay, well, from and these are research that has been done in regards to this is that um, if if somebody's going to take their life, that first five minutes is very critical. So from the we call it you know as a military we call it flash to bang. Mm-hmm. You know before right. when, you know when you're thinking about it and when you actually do something. So flash to bang is. The time frame in 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 that critical five minutes where that can decision can be deterred. So if we have a lock, or some if we have it in a in a lock box, or that firearm is somewhere, and you have to really think through that. Mm-hmm. Especially if if alcohol is involved, if you're crying, if you're in a different state, if you can get through those five minutes, it might change the outcome of you not taking your own life. So that's time based, and, and in that. We're dealing with the concept of the means of the action and not the why. So in this particular case, it's that firearm. We're trying to make that firearm a little bit more difficult to, to, for you to access in that moment of, of concern, if you will, or crisis moment. Right. So. Well, that's, that's huge, and you'd mentioned that. And there's a, there's a young airman in the medical group that recently um, put that technique to use that she was on the phone with somebody who, was, who had was brave enough to call in you know and she had him on the phone long enough and she was texting that individual's first sergeant and uh between the two her keeping that person on the phone and the first shirt getting to the door like they saved a life and and the gun's the same thing like just i mean it it seems simple like you've just got a a gun lock on this thing but i mean and you you sergeant you know that you know it could be on a key somewhere off in the house you know that that time, as you said, it takes between you start thinking about it and how potentially you could get that gun lock off and and use it. That's that's critical. You may. And that, no, um, what I was going to say there is, um, in that in that situation, it's similar to the situation with the individual pulling up to the gate, where you got security forces there. They're in that mindset. Right. They this individual called over there. She had to be mindful enough to. Okay, well, I got to talk this person through. Well, I can get on another line, call the first. If they're not in that zone or not in that constant state of mission readiness, is what I would call it, right. you're ready for that mission. And that mission is taking care of that airman, that guardian, that soldier, that civilian, whatever that is. If you're always there, then those kind of things can happen. Where, and we don't ever get a chance to go back and measure like what would have happened at that gate if these if they weren't standing that post. Right. 
So and well trained. And well trained. And, and how I mean, you guys, I'm sure go through weapons safety training okay, often. Time range, <laughs> SMC, anytime we always doing training on. That's the biggest thing. First thing, weapon safety is first. Right. I treat our weapons with their load and make sure you follow on the safety features that you're supposed to do. So right, awesome. And so, are there resources available for p- people to learn about gun safety? Yeah, you can go off base. Uh, they have basically like off base gun safety class that you can go ahead and take. Um, you have one like a Michael's firearm instructors is out of Moore. You got uh, Blue Haven firearms in Midwest cities. These are where you can go to those courses and learn about weapon safety and so things like that. So, mm-hmm. anything that you guys would like to add before we wrap up today? One thing I'd like to add: if you do know somebody that needs to take a knee and they may need help, uh, reach out to their supervisor, the first sergeant, their commander, and if they do have weapon systems. Make sure that you get them, get, take those weapons from them. Mm-hmm. You can bring them out to our armory. We'll take those weapon systems in. You know, first, we'll, let it, we'll basically take them in to make sure that they're safe. Right. 1297, we'll make sure that they're good to go. And if not, making sure that that time period while they're down, taking that knee, and get back up to status. And if not, we can release that weapon system back to that person. So that's the biggest thing. Make sure that your shirt, your commander, your leadership knows. Get with our leadership. And if not, make sure we take that weapon system from that individual and go on from now. All right. And it's also important to note when you, you say something like that that the old the old mentality of you know keeping to yourself and not admitting that these these things are happening in your thoughts that's that's it's no longer an issue anymore right like right. I think that that's kind of an older school you know if I say something people are going to think I'm weak or or it's going to affect my career and and uh, I know just watching the Department of Defense and the Air Force have put a lot into making sure that people understand that that is not the case. You know, if, if you're having a tough time, it's it's not weak to reach out. That's uh, It's very strong to reach out, and, and it's very important. And so, Chris, do you have anything you'd like to add before we, we wrap up today? Yeah, quickly, um, the national theme this year is creating hope through action. Yeah. Um, which I believe we're doing with this podcast. Yeah. I think um, people that listen to this podcast are going to get something out of it. Um, also, I'd like to thank Public Affairs um, and uh, Tech Sergeant Adams, who's the NCIC of uh, Combat Arms 7 Seconds um, Security Forces, for being here and assisting us with this podcast and creating this form of a public safety awareness message to keep all of our wonderful airmen, guardians, safe and out of harm's way. Um, we consider them all value members of the team and community, and I want to thank everybody for their time and just putting this together, Mark, you know that logistically we've had, you know, a few things that um, that we both realize the importance, and I think um, this has been fantastic from my perspective. For sure, for mine too, and, and thank you both for taking time to be here today. Uh, obviously, it's it's a conversation that will carry on uh, much, much further than this podcast, and, and hopefully this reaches, you know, at least one person that, you know, it makes a difference, either from a person that's that's suffering uh, or somebody who who learns a little bit from what to look for and, and, and reaches out and is a helping hand. So with that, I'm going to close out the podcast today. Again, thank you both for, you. for coming in. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next month for, <laughs> for a podcast again on awesome. another very important topic. So uh, with that, this is going to close out another episode of the Tinker Talks podcast. Uh, if you would, if you've got to this point in the podcast, please hit that button, subscribe, and, and uh, help us out because the, the more people that hit subscribe and like on this, it helps the, the algorithms push it out. So an important topic like this can reach a lot more people, and uh, that's what the goal is, is to help. So uh, Also, we talked about all those resources that are out there. We'll, put, we'll list those in the show notes. 
but also just remember our, our mobile app, the Air Force Connect app, just favorite Tinker Air Force Base. Everything you, you need um, to help out in this case is on that mobile app. Uh, our website, tinker.af.mil. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. That's at Tinker Air Force Base. And, of course, on Twitter is at team underscore tinker. And so until next time, you all uh, stay safe out there, take care of one another, and we'll see you soon.